Are you a small business owner here in the San Francisco or Monterey Bay area? Well, if you are, you're in the right place because on today's show, we're covering all sorts of topics for you, the small business owner that are COVID specific. So get ready. We're in San Francisco today. Let's go. Okay, everyone, we're gonna kick things off with a topic that is uh, hot. Like many of you, uh, this concerns you, and that's the EIDL loan program. I basically, I found a great video done by an attorney who basically walks you through every section of that agreement. So if you haven't signed it yet, it's great. If you already signed it, it's great as well because you know you now know what you've gotten yourself into and what you need to do to make sure you follow all the rules. There's quite a few. So get ready, here's a quick clip, and then check out the link below to get the full video. They're basically saying that if, if you borrow more than $25,000 from the SBA, they will take a security interest, essentially create a lien against a lot of different things. And they describe those things below. And those things are things that are owned by the business. And it includes the following property that the borrower now owns or shall acquire in the future or create. All tangible and intangible personal property, including but not limited to inventory, equipment, instruments, including promissory notes. Okay, everyone, we are in the ferry building here in San Francisco. As you can tell, um, it's pretty empty right now. Uh, most of the stores are closed. And it, having driven through the city just now, it really brought home uh, the fact that there's a lot of issues going on, a lot of tension. Um, I see it in the news, every, all the news stories uh, that I'm reading, everything. So it really brings to mind that crisis management is one topic that no matter how small or large your company or your business is, you definitely need to address that. Because you have to, at in this point in time, expect the unexpected. So I have three tips for you. Uh, first of which is to actually have a crisis management plan. And that should include... Uh, simple procedures, uh, simple steps to handle anything that's maybe online, how to handle online reviews, how to um, handle issues that happen inside the store. Uh, you never know who's going to walk in. Second off, and it's a direct uh, correlation to the first tip, is that of the employees. You need to train the employees on your procedures. So that might be on those issues that actually happened, but it could also be uh, maybe even how to handle the media. Uh, so that second tip is to really make sure your employees know how your procedures should go when it comes to crisis management. Third off, and this is specifically uh, relevant to the media that might be covering the issue that you're experiencing, always, always, always try to accompany the reporter from the minute they step on your property to the minute that they leave. Always be able to be there with them. Critical. Uh, I'll just tell you from experience, um, you do not want reporters trying to sneak in side entrances and, and all those different things and going where they shouldn't go. And fourthly, uh, definitely you want to have uh, kind of a network set up so in with regards to the media so if you're being asked oh can we interview some of your customers or some of your vendors or whatever it might be from the media 
prearrange those relationships to have go-to customers that you can call on uh, that are loyal and will speak uh, very highly of you, vendors, etc. Um, you want to have the ability to set up interviews and photos and videos and footage for that reporter to have turnkey that you can email them simply and easily uh, so they can get the story right away and not get it somewhere else. And those are my four tips. So hopefully those help you. And I tell you from experience, having worked for uh, large-scale venues, uh, crisis management is something you definitely need to uh, have your uh, hands on at this point in time. Palms push up and let's get it. Go. The commercial landlords are they're challenging the moratoriums. Mm -hmm. What do you see? What are you hearing and seeing actually happening? Like are any of them flexible? Or are they holding strong? Or so I'll just speak specifically to our case, and I'll give you some um, some like word of mouth discussions we've had with a, a wide variety of other businesses. Now, it's, basically, what the the moratorium says is is you're not going to get evicted during this time period, which that doesn't really help you that much because basically what's going to happen is you either are paying your rent now or you're going to pay what you owe later in some form. So you know we're going on five six months of closure for us. That's over a hundred thousand dollars in rent. So where's that coming from? We haven't been open for three or four months. That's just, we, we, you know, that's gonna put, put us on a lot of, under a lot of pressure. We were paying our rents up to a point and then we, um, we were advised to a broker that's actually volunteering his time. I can give him a shout out. His name is uh, Stephen Gary. He goes by Stu. He's working with our fitness coalition and he's helping all of us negotiate with our landlords. Um, and basically it's left to the business owners to negotiate with their landlords. If you have a nice, reasonable, understanding landlord, you can come to a reasonable conclusion where some people are paying 50% now and then maybe they're going to amortize and pay some back later or maybe they're just like, we've heard some stories where it's like, look, you're going to pay, when, you're not going to pay anything while you're closed and then you're going to pay 25% while you're operating under a pandemic and then as you can gradually get back to normal, then you can start paying your normal rent. So it's a case-by-case -case scenario, but something that the broker we're working with pointed out was the reality of the commercial real estate industry here locally in San Francisco and I'm sure other places around the country and world is that businesses are closing left and right. He, he said that he predicts 5,000 vacant commercial units in San Francisco alone post-pandemic and at least 1,000 uh, foreclosures on commercial real estate spaces. So what we're arguing here is a small business like, hey, you know we're a good business. We made a deal with our landlords. We're in business together. We're partners. We need your help right now helping us get through this if you want to have anybody paying you rent anytime soon because I would predict that there's, it's going to be two years before anybody's sniffing around looking for real, commercial real estate to rent and run a business. So I would say that we should be working together right now and we are working with our landlords and they've been reasonable. We've been paying our rent but we're, we're not really able to anymore. There's just not enough money coming in to justify paying for an empty space that the government says you can't use. Nobody moves to San Francisco for Chipotle and Target. They move here for these local mom and pop shops that you can't get anywhere else. Um, and, and really supporting us and understanding that like that's why people live in cities, you know. They can go to these, these large chains, these targets, anywhere in the world. But if you want to work out at U-Balance, there's only U-Balance in San Francisco. If you want to go to Lisa's Beauty Salon, it's only here in San Francisco. If you want to go to Insymmetry Spa over in the Mission, it's only here in the Mission. So these types of services, these local businesses, you know, 
these rents are a high pressure that, that they're breaking a lot of our backs. And so we're just asking the landlords to work with us in, 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 in a reasonable, understanding way because really, like, it doesn't behoove you to just throw us out on the street. Um, we've developed a fitness coalition with local fitness studios, about 40 to start. That's, that number is shrinking, unfortunately, as businesses kind of fold under the pressure of, you know, having to pay rent now or having to pay rent back rent at some point when, you know, all the money's kind of like not coming in. Um, but we've been working really hard with this fitness coalition, um, working directly with the health department, working with the Office of Workforce Development, district supervisors all over the city, you know, the mayor's office communicating our point as fitness studios that we can keep you guys safe. You know, our jobs in general is to keep you healthy, safe, and strong. All right, so I have a tech tip for you guys and it has to do with Instagram. If you guys um, do video and you tend to have videos that are just over a minute, maybe it's a minute, nine seconds, and you've chopped off as much as you can, and you wanna easily get that into your stories, and it's beyond the one minute before 15 seg segments, here's a quick clip uh, that I recorded, screenshotted, for to show you how to do it super easily using two resources. Okay, here we go. First step is to use the app called Cut Story. You go and click video, and you select new project, go to recent, and I'm gonna pick one that is, let's see, a minute and eight seconds. Click add. All right, okay. so we so are I'm gonna right hit now, the download button on the, as the lower right here. I'm gonna select it for Instagram, but there's other options for other platforms. So here we go. It is cutting it up into 15 seconds. So I'm gonna speed this along. So once you have that, see it's processing each one. Okay, so I'm gonna speed, speed this up and actually go into Instagram. I'm gonna click on my story. I'm gonna add one. I'm gonna to go to my recent um, recent photos and videos, and here you see they're cut into perfect 15 second increments. So if you want to select, normally when you upload a video, it only does four 15 minute, 15 second segments. But if you want to do over one minute and select maybe five or above, you hit this button in the upper right to do more than one. So you can select one, two, three, four, five, hit next in the bottom right, and you can see down below, there's actually five, five different videos. That's how you do it. Okay, our last tip is for all of you Santa Cruz County business owners out there, if you haven't heard or checked out the Get Virtual program, basically it's a program that UC Santa Cruz students have put together. It's a way for your business to get a free e-commerce site built for you. Uh, literally, that will save you thousands of dollars. So, link is down below this video. So, check it out. Uh, you definitely want to take advantage of this opportunity to have a website built for free for you. Okay, thanks, you guys. All right, so we are in Noe Valley right now, and as you can see, uh, the for lease sign behind me, I'm seeing a lot just everywhere I go throughout San Francisco. And it just reminded me that there's a resource that I have that some of you have maybe seen but not all of you. So I wanna make sure that you see it. The link is down below to a cash flow tool that can really help your business stay afloat during this pandemic. So make sure that you get the link down below, 
here's a quick clip from the video, but it's something that can definitely save you. If you're not on top of your cash flow at this point, you're gonna be in trouble. It's a daily task, if not weekly, if not monthly, that you have to do during this time. So take a peek at the link below and take a check uh, of this video we got for you. So what you've done is you've seen a problem three weeks ahead of time before it happens, and you've been able to come up with a solution for it. And that's what this is all about. I had a client that, that's already done this, and she had no idea. She was, she was very nervous about making it through, 12, through the 12 weeks. When she put all the money she had coming in, her receivables, she's doing some online business, she went through and she monitored her expenses. She found out that at the end of uh, July, she was still in positive. So what that told her was, it relieved, first it relieved a lot of stress. I can make it. But what it told her was, everything's under control. I have enough money, even if I don't get either one of the loans, I have enough money. I haven't had to go into my credit line to put personal funds in. What I have coming in from my receivables and what I have uh, in the bank currently and what I'm selling online, project sell online, will get me through the 12 weeks. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for watching. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Lots of great resources for you, the small business owner here in Northern California. Until next time, be sure to check out BriceGroup.com. Lots of resources, our entire library of videos and podcasts. And definitely want to thank our presenting sponsor, your local small business development center. There are about 17 across Northern California. So check out NorCalSBDC.org. Mine is in Santa Cruz, SantaCruzSBDC.org as well. Check them out and hopefully we'll see you soon. Stay tuned next time. We have some great things that we're going to have for you next week. Okay. Bye, everyone.